0: This is a podcast where you don't have to be perfect. You can be happy. Make your day count. Encouraging, uplifting, full of joy. You're worth more than you think. This is Entirely Unconventional, and I'm Lindsay Roberts. I pray for something miraculous to happen to you today. Hi everybody, Lindsay Roberts here, and I want to talk about this entirely unconventional podcast today by talking about peace. You know, the Bible is unconventional to me, that's for sure. I see things in the Bible that are so entirely unconventional that I think, Okay, how did that happen? But Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. God knew exactly what he was doing. When he picked a girl about 14 years old to bring forth the Christ child, he knew what he was doing. When he took spit on the ground, he spit and took the clay on the ground, made it into kind of a mud pie, put it on a man's eyes. The man was healed. That's unconventional, but Jesus knew what he was doing. And I believe there are so many things in the Bible that are entirely unconventional, but you know what? If it works, it works. So today, I want to talk to you about perfect peace. Isaiah twenty-six three says, "God will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind—wow, peace of mind, perfect peace—whose mind is stayed on Him." Interesting word there, stayed, s-t-a-y-e-d or fixed, f-i-x-e-d. The Bible describes it, if you look it up like in Strong's Concordance, it means leaning. God will keep you in perfect peace when you lean your mind on him. Now, we can talk about my thoughts running away with them and my mind just being all confused and befuddled, but the Bible says we can have the mind of Christ. Now, the ability to tap into the mind of Christ through prayer is lovely, but do we do it in every situation? And if we don't do it in every situation and all of a sudden something hits us like the proverbial, you know, out of left field thing, what do you do to bring your mind back to the center point so it can be stayed or fixed or leaning on Christ? That perfect piece to me, Lindsay Roberts, is when I give my thoughts over to God. Now, listen. I can see, like right now as I'm getting ready to say this, I have like a visual in my brain of seeing my thoughts literally with legs attached to them running away. My thoughts can run away very quickly. I happen to be a thinker, um, a ponderer. I like to process things, but I'll tell you what, sometimes the more I think and process, the more those thoughts can run away with me. But the Bible says very clearly, Isaiah 263, God will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is leaning on him, whose mind. That's part of your soul realm, your mind, your will, your emotions. When your mind, your will, and your emotions are leaning on him, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not his benefits. What are the benefits? That's Psalm 103, 1 through 5. The benefits are. He heals all my diseases, the Bible says. He forgives my sins. He redeems my life from destruction, crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies and satisfies my soul with such good things that my youth is renewed like eagles. All right, how do we get that realm, the mind, the will, and the emotions, the soul realm to line up with the word of God? I wanna read you something that I have been studying that I thought was pretty interesting from a place called B.R.E. BRM Institute. Now, BRM Institute is a business institute about incorporating, this is is the Lindsay Roberts translation. I hope I can say it properly, but the way I was reading it was sort of tools of the trade, things that will um, be invested into different people to create a positive response. When you're looking at business plans, sometimes you look at financial plans. I, I like that. That's a great idea. Finance was part of my major in college. I, I think that's great. Um, when you look at the different things, I was a, a business, I had a double major business in pre-law. And a lot of the emphasis on that in college was on finance, on numbers. And I'm a numbers kind of person. So when you think about a business plan and a business model or a business institute or even, you know, what do they call it? A mission statement. We see the purpose and the business side of it, but all of the logistics of that can be fabulous. But if people in a working environment aren't finding a way within themselves to work collectively within the unit, you have to kind of find out what is going wrong or right to make that structure work together. So BRM Institute had a lady there that Now, I'm just going to give you what I read, and I hope I don't mess it up and do something I shouldn't, but I found this study that they were doing to be just captivating. Maria Richter, R-I-C-H-T-E-R, I I hope I said that right, and collaborating, I'm quoting from that website, and collaborating scientists monitored brain responses to auditory and imaged, imagined, I-M-A-G-I-N-E-D, imagined, but what is that? That's in your image. That's part of your thought processing. Imagined negative words. Scientists monitored brain responses to auditory things they heard, and imagined negative words now we're not talking about a financial structure we're not t- talking about you know h- hourly wages we're not talking about uh, golden parachute and perk clauses we're talking about auditory and imagined negative words what it does to the brain and how scientists monitored it monitored it to make a working environment positive or negative their study this, these are quotes Proved that negative words release stress and anxiety-inducing hormones in their uh, in the subjects that they studied. That negative words release stress ang- and anxiety-inducing hormones in the subjects they studied, the people they studied. Ultimately, negative words, whether spoken or heard, thought not only or uh, spoken, heard, or thought. Let me say that again. Ultimately, negative words, whether spoken, heard, or thought, not only caused situational stress but also contributed to long-term anxiety this is all about negative words oh my in a joint book by neuroscientist Andrew Nuremberg and Nuremberg N-E-W-B in a joint book by neuroscientist Andrew Newberg and communications expert Mark Robert Waldman they stated this quote a single word wow listen to this a single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physical and emotional stress. A single word. They said, the longer you concentrate on positive words, here we go, here we go, guys. The longer you, pro- po- you concentrate on positive words, the more your brain begins to affect other areas of the brain. That same article said essentially this. Holding a positive view of ourselves helps train our brain to see the good in others. Now, is that why Romans 12, 2 says, renew your mind daily with what? The word of God. And why daily? Well, Satan doesn't take a vacation. He doesn't have a, a, a Christmas holiday. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. 2 Corinthians 10:5 says that we're to take every thought captive, into the obedience of Christ. How is that? Watching your words that come out as thoughts and deeds. Now, I want to read you something. I wrote a list, and I, I pray you'll listen to this and maybe even, you know, replay it, but take notes on the very particular scriptures I have chosen carefully about getting getting you into a state of perfect peace, according to Isaiah 26, 3, because your mind is leaning on him. Proverbs 18.20 His belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Proverbs 18.21 Death and life are in what? The power of the tongue. They that love it eat the fruit thereof. Isaiah 57.19 I create the fruit of your lips. Peace, peace. To them that is far off and to them that is near, saith the Lord, and I will come and heal him. Oh, wow. Wow. Luke six forty five A good man out of the treasures of his heart brings forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the uh, out of the evil treasures of his heart brings forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What do you speak? Words. Job twenty two, twenty eight, thou shalt decree a thing, words, and establish it unto thee, and the light shall and thy light shall supply. I'm sorry, and the light shall supply shall shine upon thy ways. Proverbs eighteen seven. 7. Ooh, wow. A fool's mouth is his destruction and his lips are the snare of his, what? Soul, your mind, your thoughts, your will and your emotions. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Whatsoever you say, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and do not doubt in your heart, but believe the things you shall say. You have whatever you say. James 3, 6. The tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our other members that defiles the whole body. The tongue has this little tiny ability, the Bible says, to steer the ship like a rudder of a ship, to steer the direction. Proverbs ten eleven: the mouth of the righteous man is a well of life. The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. Proverbs 12, 6, the mouth of the upright Shall deliver them. You know, I don't think I could get any more clear than that. And I could go on and on and on. But I want to talk about the inside of your soul. The inside of your soul. Bible calls it your mind, your will, and your emotions. What's on the inside of your mind? That's creating something to happen in your will through your thoughts. That's creating your emotions to either settle down and get in harmony with the word of God or run away with you. So I really believe, and I've studied this for for so many times because of it being in the word. Am I an expert on subjects of words and this and that? Nope. Am I an expert on anything like that? Nope. But I do know this. The Bible is very clear about the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart being acceptable. It translates a delight in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. How can God be our strength and our redeemer if the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart don't line up with his word. I'm going to kind of confess myself here. I can pick words that can go straight to negativity or destruction based on one thing and one thing alone, fear. If I get into fear, sometimes I would rather just, you know, stick my hand over my mouth and make myself close my mouth rather than let words a decree coming out of my mouth that gives Satan the privilege of taking those words and running away with them. If I don't give Satan that privilege by controlling my thoughts, which control my words, then I have the upper hand, so to speak. But the moment I let them out of my mouth, the Ruach wind of God becomes applied into his word. And it is applied into our work, it, words. It's the breath of life. It's the empowering breath of The Bible talks about the anointing of God. When we speak his words and his breath comes out of our mouth through his words, those words, the Bible says, are empowered to prosper. They're blessed. But when I get into fear and I allow the negativity of that fear through Satan speaking to me, when I allow that fear, God's not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. When I let that fear begin to take root, begin to operate, or worse than any of that, to me, when I let it come out of my mouth, I have empowered the devil's authority to take over and give life, give wings, give breath to my fear and to my words. And I believe that as the Bible teaches us to watch our words very carefully, why did Jesus be the word clothed in flesh? Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will never pass away. And how are to be like Christ? The Bible calls us Christians, which means little Christ. You are of God, little children. Greater is he, the spirit of God that's in you, than he, the spirit of the devil that's in the world. How do we take charge take control so much so that we keep our mind in perfect peace how do we keep our perfect peace when our mind is stayed and fixed and leaning on god i for me personally it starts with reading the word processing the word believing the word speaking the word and then acting out the word i've got to read it i've got to believe it i've got to process it i've got to speak it then i've got to act it out in doing that I have what I consider to be a more powerful opportunity to control the environment. But when I allow the environment to control me and all of a sudden fear sets in, look what I saw, look what just happened, look what the newspaper said, look what the TV said, look what's going on in the world, look at the price of gasoline, look, look, what happens? I get out of the spiritual control that God has given me, get into the fleshly control that Satan has an opportunity to control and take over, and suddenly my thoughts can run awry and my mind is not stayed fixed in perfect peace because my thoughts are not fixed and leaning on him. But I can tell you this much. When I go to sleep, I love to listen to something from the Word. When I am in my car, I love to hear something from the Word of God. I love to listen to things like a podcast like this, to hear the word of God. Now, my words, I'm a Scrabble player. The other day, I got a bunch of triples in one game. Had never had that happen, like triple word scores. But I got a couple of them that were like using all seven tiles. I had not had a score like that in a while. The score was over 500. Usually, if, I, if I'm consistent, I'm in the high 300s, 400s, pretty consistently, but not consistent in the 500s. But what happened? I chose words wisely, and I chose to place those words on triple word scores wisely when it was available to me, and in that, in carefully calculating my words and carefully calculating where I placed those words, it was one of the highest scores I had. I told my husband, Richard, come look at this. Come look at this. Why? Because my words became important, but the placement of those words became important. I may have all the fancy words from the Word of God, which is wonderful and productive. But when in a pinch, and I get into fear, get into fear, I don't apply those words in the right places, like triple word scores on a board. When I do that, I have the opportunity to fail or not fail, to succeed or not succeed, or to make the environment better. My Scrabble score environment got better. When I carefully chose the words and carefully placed the words in an environment that caused a better result. I love knowing the word of God. I love studying the word of God. I love quoting and memorizing the word of God. But if I'm in a pinch and the only thing out my mouth placed in that environment is fear and worry and torment, I'm not going to get the same result as if I placed God's word into the atmosphere of fear. you have to choose your words wisely, but also make sure you apply those words into the atmosphere that they can be utilized. Anywhere you apply the word of God to me, light comes in. I just read that in the scripture, that it's light, L-I-G-H-T. When I think about Genesis 1, where the Bible says light be and light was, there's lots of different commentaries on of on that. But not only did God speak the word with the Ruach wind coming out of his mouth, light be and instantly The moment light B came out of his mouth, darkness left because you see the light also possessed the opportunity and ability to drive out the darkness. When light came in, darkness automatically succumbed to the light. When the light of the word of God comes in, I believe the darkness of the attack of the devil automatically has to obey the light of the light. The darkness had to flee because the darkness had to obey the light of the light, the light of the word of God. And when we get into an atmosphere where we use the word of God and apply it not only powerfully, but make sure we look where we apply it. I like to apply it everywhere. But when I get into fear, like I said, I have to be careful that I still apply the word of God, not apply the word of fear. When we do that, I believe we have the ability to prosper. Now, I'm going to give you this again, Isaiah 26, 3. God will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed, leaning and fixed on him. Isaiah 23, 3. And if you can write these down or put them somewhere, Proverbs 18, 20. Proverbs 18, 21. Isaiah 57, 19. Yes, I'm bombarding you with scriptures. Yes, I am. I'm giving you the word. So when you get ready to apply the word, you got some, something to apply. Luke 6, 45, Job 22, 28, Proverbs 18, 7, Mark 11, 23. You know, you could just keep going on all of Mark 11 and, and start at, I don't know, start at 14, 15, 16, go through 23, 24, 25, Mark 11. James 3, 6, Proverbs 10, 11, and Proverbs twelve six. the mouth of the righteous, oh, What a word. The mouth of the righteous man is a well of life. The mouth of the upright shall deliver them. Wow. God will keep you in perfect peace whose mind, your soul realm, mind, will, and emotions is stayed on him. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord with my mind, my will, and my emotions, and I will not forget his benefits. He will forgive my sins, heal my diseases. The list goes on. But I have to do my part and bless the Lord with my mind, my will, and my emotions. I pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for your mind, your will, your emotions, your soul. I pray for your peace. I pray for soundness of mind, perfect peace whose mind is fixed and stayed and leaning on God. I pray for you in every area of your life. I just want to take a second. I pray for you physically right now, whatever it is that's going through your physical body. I pray for you to be healed. I pray for God's power to heal you. Never underestimate the power of prayer. I pray for God to heal you in every area of your life. I pray for your finances right now, for God to minister to you in the way you need it the most, for God to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Not the environment, not the economy, but according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I pray for God to minister healing to your thoughts, healing to your will. So you line up your will with the word of God. Line up your emotions with the word of God. I pray for God to heal relationships. I pray for, not, for God not to give you a job, but for God to give you the job, the desires of your heart or the job he has for you. I pray for you to be blessed. That word means empowered to prosper. Prosper means a successful journey on the road of life. I pray for you to prosper. And be in health, even as your soul prospers. And that's Third John 2. I pray that for you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening. And I want to give you my opinion about something. And I want this to kind of stick with you if it can. I want you to believe you're worth more than you think. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. To connect with Lindsay on social media, Follow her on Instagram at Lindsay Roberts Official. To get a copy of Lindsay's brand new book, Discover Your True Worth, simply search Discover Your True Worth on Amazon.com. We'll see you next week.